What's up, guys? Welcome to the third episode of Ringmasters Podcast. I am Chad, and joining me is my main man, the Sami Zayn and my Kevin Owens. I am Austin, and I am just, dre- like, you can't see it, but I am decked out fully in Sami Zayn gear. I am wearing his hat. I was going to say, you even have the hat. <laughs> I, I, of course I have the flat cap, and I got his t-shirt, like... Yes, I'm fully Sami Zayn right now. And I am fully decked out in Kenny Omega gear, but mm-hmm. uh, that's besides the point, because we are going to talk about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, and of course, the upcoming TLC pay-per-view, which is this Sunday. So, uh, what'd you think of Raw, buddy? It was definitely interesting. Um, there was a lot of back and forth between what I thought was good, what I thought was entertaining, and then some stuff I was just kind of like, okay, I mean, like... You could have done better with that, but, like, there was nothing... I don't think there was anything really I genuinely hated, but it was definitely some stuff that you're just like, uh, okay, fine. Uh, Well, the show started with uh, Kurt Angle coming down and uh, basically, you know, putting over the shield. And then, you know, the shield's music hits, and, you know, it's just Roman Reigns' music. No, but, yeah, but it is Roman Reigns' music, but, of course, you hear Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta Shield. Shield. And then, oh, huge pop from the fans. And they come up from the crowd, and they're all wearing their, their, you know, the Shield's flat jackets. And, you know... I'm not going to lie, I kind of wish they would have saved that for the pay-per-view. Yeah, I agree. I think they wasted I it. I agree, I agree. Uh, I think I think they should have just came out through, I think they should have just came out like normal um, through through the back. Yeah. Um, but saved coming out for the crowd for TLC. I agree. I think that, they wasted yeah, it. I think, I think it would have been, I think it would have been a bigger pop that way because, I mean, you only just brought them back. So, like, it seems like you're just, like, full throttle. Let's go. Let's do yeah. everything. Like, remember? 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 It's the shield. It's the shield. It's the shield. You can save that. Like, yeah. come on. It's Especially like- if the heels entered first and they came down the ramp and then, like, we're all waiting, like, looking down the ramp waiting for the shield to come out and then the music, the old, me- the shield music hits and then they come through yeah, the crowd. yeah, yeah. And then they, like... And then they circle around the ring like they do with the five guys. I don't know. I think that would have been a huge, uh, huge pop. And I, I agree. I, yeah. I think that, I think they wasted it. But other than that, though, like, Roman was, like, really, like, coming out there, like, being, like, just, like, in your face against Kurt. Like, it was weird how he was, like, trying to be, like, super intimidating towards the general manager. It was just, who's like, also a baby face. Exactly. Who's <laughs> also supposed to be a baby face. So that's why Seth was like, hey, calm down, big dog. Yeah. It's like, seriously, let's calm it down. So they, they call out they call out uh, The Miz, The Bar, and Braun. But Kurt's always like, save it for this Sunday. I feel like that's his new catchphrase now. <laughs> save save it, for, it for this Sunday. We're not doing Sunday. this tonight. Even if there's not a pay-per-view. Save it for the Sunday. <laughs> exactly. But um, and one thing I actually wanted to comment on, too, was because um, I was watching Up, Up, Down, Down recently because um, they they did, they they played 2K18 on Up, Up, Down, Down with Seth. Mm-hmm. And uh, they mentioned uh, when when they came across Cesaro in the, in the roster list, uh, it's uh, uh, Seth went the Swiss Eidberg, the Swiss Eidberg, <laughs> and then it, apparently Seth and Xavier said that Cesaro had no idea about that T-shirt. He had no <laughs> idea. In fact, it was Seth and Dean who were the people who were like pushing for that T-shirt. So it's like that's funny. It's not even like his T-shirt. It's like they pushed for it and they're like we lobbied for that stuff. Like we we petitioned for that shirt. See, it'd been really funny if you know the new Shield T-shirt was just that. Like oh yeah, like just, they just all came out wearing those T-shirts. That oh been my funny. god, that would be hysterical. Since Cesaro's just oh suffer and thuck attack. Exactly. Well, <laughs> then then Roman would just be like, no, just no. That, that, that's the big dog's catchphrase. Exactly. It's like you can't. Don't egg me on because I will go back to that. 
This um, is my yard. This is my yard. It's like you freaking tater tots. Uh, but yeah, we had a tag team title match, uh, Ambrose and Rollins uh, against the Bar, and then the main event was a steel cage match, Roman Reigns versus Braun. Yeah. Before we get to that though, I want to talk about Elias because uh, Elias came out, but he my had favorite the, jobbers. He had he had the club with him. Um, first. I, I thought this was funny. Me too. Uh, the fact that they started singing Honky Tonk Man theme song was just great. I thought that was great. And then they came, I think it was to the theme of Kurt Angle's it song. Was. Yeah, yep. it's just like, Jason is a nerd. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't I don't get where they came up with that whole thing, but like, I don't know. I just, I love the club. Gallows and Anderson are really great, like, improv uh, talents. Like, I don't know if, if you've ever watched uh, The Talk is Jericho. Uh, they do Talking Shop, and they have Gallows and Anderson on as guests. And oh, okay. Literally, it's just them just bullshitting. And Gallows and Anderson are so genuinely funny. <laughs> and and Gallows does really, really great impressions. Yeah. And I'm fully convinced that if they ever pull the switch on Gallows and Anderson and make them babyface, they could be the most over tag team in that company Besides, because they are yeah, but, so yeah. funny. Like them in the New Day, I feel like could do both yeah. of that. Because yeah. I feel like right now, like as heels, they're just really not. Um, they're not doing anything. Yeah. But if they went and turned them babyface and had them do this funny mm-hmm. stuff, I feel like they could get over with the crowd. It's really sad to see like Gallows and Anderson on Raw, like basically being jobbers when you know. When you watch them in New Japan, exactly they were killers. Like, I mean, like again, it's like it's another like you bring these guys back over, especially Gallows, like because you fired Gallows first after the SES, mm-hmm. and then you bring him back, and again you're leaving him with nothing. It's just like this is three times Gallows has been in WWE and just kind of been just given small potatoes yeah. because you first you got Festus. Which is the biggest disgrace you could ever give to someone. Yeah. And then you got this SES, which was great. Love the but Straight Society. Yeah, Straight Society was incredible, but of course nobody got behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now you have the club. When they first came out, like everyone lost their mind, but then like they kind of didn't like take them seriously. They well, kind of treated well because I think the biggest problem I had with it was when they met up with AJ and they're just like buddy buddy, like hey, what's going on, man? Hey, and they're like joking around and stuff like that. I thought like the idea about. I mean, you could you could vouch for this because you watched them in New Japan. I thought the idea was that they were crazy dangerous as a tag team. Yeah, they were. They, like I said, they they were basically what uh, Tonga and Roa are from New Japan. Like they were these brutes that just killed people, and it was mm-hmm. great. And they would come down to they would come down the ramp, and they'd like spit on the Japanese people. Like it was great. They were great heels, and they were awesome. And then they come. And then they debut and raw on and raw for WWE, and they hit a magic killer on I think it was New Day. I think they started the media feud with New I Day. I think it was. Yeah, and they were great. And you're like, oh man, like the the club. And then they were with AJ, and I loved when they were with AJ. Oh yeah. When they were the club, like it was great, and they were being used. Um, but then as soon as AJ went to SmackDown, they kind of just been floating. And I thought when Finn Balor came back that they were going yeah, that to were, yeah, exactly. pull the trigger. Well, I mean, they teased that, too. Exactly. When them and AJ were just looking at Finn, they're like, eh, that's what I think. sweet. And then they're like, oh. That's what I think they should do. I Like, you, even if you just turn them babyface, like, you know, I don't know. I, think, I mean, yeah, they, exactly. You, you can turn the club babyface and then, like, have them do that stuff and then have them work with Finn Balor, too. And then, like, then that could push Finn back to the universal title picture. Or you could turn him heel, and then there you go. You and then do the we same can have the thing. club versus the shield. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Like, who wouldn't want to see that? Yeah, like, I, I mean, know. obviously, I feel like people would side, like, the, the hardcore fans would side more to the to the club because it's Balor, 
Gallows and Anderson. I'm a hardcore New Japan fan, and I don't know who I'd root for. Like, really? That's the thing. I'd be, it'd, it'd be great. Like, it's, it, it reminds me. It reminds me when they did the Shield versus uh, the Wyatts, and people lost their minds. Oh over yeah. That. yeah, That was that was a crazy cool like spot. I think that was at Royal Rumble, th- and like people were just like. Yes, give us this, please. I think it has Shield versus Evolution worthy. Yeah, that well, those matches hype. were great. Yeah, yeah, that Extreme Rules, like that was awesome. But yeah, yeah so Jason Jordan, Titus, Titus O'Neil, and Apollo Cruz came out to face Elias in the club. They went over. Nothing interesting about this match. Then we had uh, Cedric Alexander versus Jack Gallagher, which it was weird. They gave the, these guys. Uh, they gave these guys a a package. They gave this, these guys a package, a video package that was just like. Wow, way to like try to build something up for the cruiserweights. I mean, I appreciate it, but I don't think anyone really cares yeah. about Jack Gallagher. And did you uh did you uh pay attention at the end of the match? It was a singles match, but the announcer said you do the winners of the match and they called Swan and Alexander the winners. I did not And hear it was that. a singles match. Was that JoJo? Did JoJo mess up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, poor JoJo. And, and so just, you know, just a slip up. Well, it, happens, it was but. it was weird too because like Brian Ken- the Brian Kendrick came out, but then Rich Swan came out to try to like keep him out of the way. Which yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's understandable why he they would have thought oh it became a tag team match, but that that's being booked for um, TLC. I had this thought when I was uh, when I was when I was watching Raw. I had a, I had a thought, and you know you get you have uh, Brian Kendrick and Gallagher, you have uh, Swan and Alexander. And then, you know, you have guys who team quite frequently, like Gulak and Nice. Mm-hmm. It made me think, like, do you think a cruiserweight tag division would get over and put some emphasis on them? Because you could put the Sing Boys in that. You could put, you know, you, and you could just put these cruiserweights that aren't doing anything mm-hmm. in a tag team feud. And then it's cruiserweight tag champions. I mean, yeah, but I also feel like that that shortens your singles roster even more so. Than, I mean, like, it already sh- I mean, they show how much they care for their singles wrestlers because they throw them in these ridiculous like six man tag but matches. But that's my that's constantly. my point. Like instead of just giving them in those these random six man tags, you could just put them in tag matches and at least that means something. Yeah, I agree, but I just don't think the fans would care. You I don't think, think so? I, th- I think the cruiserweights are just like I mean, granted, like they like Enzo's Enzo's trying his best and he's doing well well good work, uh which we'll get into that, uh being full heel now. Mm-hmm. Um and they're they're doing their best, definitely. And I feel like I feel like if there was one guy to truly get over for the uh, cru- for the cruiserweights, um, in terms of a babyface at least, uh, it would be Cedric Alexander because, like, I mean, if you saw the cruiserweight classic, he was so mm-hmm. freaking good to the point where the crowd was just chanting to sign him I'm, when he lost. And I'm then, really surprised yeah. he hasn't had his cruiserweight. Exactly, run yeah. Yet. The fact that like we were put, like everyone was pushing for him so hard in the CWC, and Hunter came out and was like, "Don't worry, we got him, we got him," and I'm yeah. like. Well, good thing he's done literally nothing. I mean, like that's great. I mean, because he's so freaking talented. Right. Like in terms of like his size, like in his body structure, like he's just like he moves so well. He does. He's got such great like wrestling ability, and he's like. I mean, he's a good, strong baby. He's like I would. I would compare him like as a John Cena, as like a John Cena cruiserweight, or like he's very much like Apollo Cruz. Like they both have yeah. this side of sort of same sort of character, um, but. Apollo's kind of just kind of floundering though, like just being like, I'm part of Titus brand. But yeah, and and you know it's especially the the Titus brand basically writes itself. Keep Titus O'Neil as a manager, make Akira Tozawa and Apollo Cruz a tag team. Boom, that's what you can do with them. They, they, the tag team yeah. division's already weak as it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying put the tag titles on them, but I'm just saying instead of aimlessly having these random ob- obscured feuds, mm-hmm. like I don't want to. 
I think Titus O'Neil did a really good job as a manager. And I think he's I don't doing really want to see him wrestle anymore, to be honest. I mean, it's I don't think he's got too many interesting things to do as a wrestler. I mean, his whole character for the longest time was just the fact that he went whoa, 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 and that he used to play football and that uh, and all that kind of stuff. It's like. It's like basically, yeah, he's a lot like Mojo Rawley, but like yeah. a lot more toned down. But as a manager, I feel like he's a lot more because like he can get people hyped up, obviously, because what he does like at ringside, he does a really good job. He's he's definitely got a lot more character than he used to. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's better as a manager too, and I think um him trying to push them into the tag divisions, I think would really help the Raw tag division too. Um. Because like with guys like the club basically doing nothing, you need someone to kind of fill that void, yeah. and so that it's not just Seth and Dean versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah, and you know I like how Titus is kind of like those old school managers that had more than one client. But mm-hmm. I want him, but but he has more than one client, but he only but you only see him once uh, an episode. Like I wouldn't mind seeing Titus O'Neil with his clients a couple times. You know, I'm not saying yeah. every match I want a Titus brand guy, but like. You know, have him like if if you're not gonna put Cruz and Apollo in a or a Cruz and Tazawa in a tag team, like have like a Akira Tazawa and like a cruiserweight match and have Titus there. What if Let, you, yeah? What if you had a uh, Titus Brand versus uh, Paul Heyman guys? That'd be cool. That, I think that would be awesome. I think that would be. I've been saying for a while back when they had like um, Curtis Axel, CM Punk as as Paul Heyman guys. Yeah, but I've been saying for a while back when like you know they had the Social Outcasts and like the that big like. Uh, Seamus feud. I forgot what they called themselves, but, uh, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's something. The lad, I think they call themselves. They 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 call oh, themselves the oh, lads. The, the, but the, what, was it the uh, the? Oh my god! I think I know it because it was like it included. Um, it was Wade Barrett, Wade Rusev, yeah. Seamus. People listening to this are like, you yeah, marked exactly. it's called this. Yeah, exactly. But they call themselves the lads a lot, so we'll just stick with this hypothetical. We'll keep them with the lads, yeah. But what I was saying is, I've, I've always said that they should really jump on the bandwagon and get a trios championship. Because then you could put Titus O'Neil, Akira Tozawa, and Apollo Crews in something. You could put the club and, like... Elias in something, you know, mm-hmm. and you could put the new the new day would have something besides flip flopping tag titles around. Yeah, the Shield could do that. There's so many great trios that you could put in this company and just have them make dream matches. Like, yeah, like Finn Balor in the club. You know what I mean? Like it writes itself. It really does. Back yeah. when Bray Wyatt was uh, on SmackDown, if he was still there, you could have him and the Bludgeon Brothers make a six man title run. Yeah, and I mean, like, with and, and with those trios too, you don't have to just make them a tag team too, because like that's that's what the Shield did. You had one person the tag champion, and then you had one you had you had two people tag champions, and then you had one person who was who had a single title. Yeah. So like that way you could just split them up, so that way you're just not known as a tag team. Like what like what DX eventually became when they were like they're the greatest tag team of all time. They never started as a tag team it was a faction yeah it's like geez that means the nation of a do- the nation of domination must be a tag team too in your eyes no, like but the, the, the four horsemen exactly <laughs> like, those four horsemen yeah best tag team in the world yeah um after this though we had a uh, ms tv where he had braun Strowman. there were curtis axel chants i think it was because it was in his hometown yeah it was uh yeah okay so that that's why but i think it was just cool to see curtis get some chance um the miz came out saying the shield isn't as good as you think it they are um, Cesaro had his mouthpiece, of course. I thought they were going to make fun of Cesaro talking, honestly. Like, if someone were to interrupt, I thought they were going to make fun of the way that he talked. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he did the really chant. He hasn't done the really chant really? in a while, he hasn't he? Really? Yeah. I really? love that. I really love that, because I think that's just a really good way to just get uh, get the crowd in on it, yeah. because he does a really good job of just getting under their skins. So they try to add Curtis Axel to the match, as we thought, but um, Kurt Angle said, if Braun wins tonight in against Roman Reigns, it'll be five on three. If Roman wins, it's back to three on three. But everyone is banned from ringside from the tag match and the steel cage match. So 
Yeah, that was that led into some good storytelling before. Air afterwards. quotes, uh, exactly. Ma- maximum air quotes, because Miz is just going to come out on commentary because, of course, it makes sense now because the commentary table is back all the way up up the up the ramp. Yeah, which it really makes the. Uh, I mean, thankfully, because they have like I think they still have the Spanish commentators on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense though because like, um, oh, it's not ringside anymore. Um, but yeah, on on a on a two K though, like they leave that open. They leave it open for Raw where there's nothing over there. So it's just like, oh, it's so lonely over there. <laughs> there you can't you. I can't rub. Uh, I can't slam somebody's face on the table and say, "You see that, Cole? You see that? That's you." Yeah. Um. But then we had Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox, and um, yeah, this was a really odd match choice. Um, but I do like the fact that they're actually trying something with Alicia. Because originally all they did with her was uh, 205 Live and yep. uh, stuff with Noam Dar and Cedric, um, which was stupid. But I really like the fact that um, they're kind of going with her on like this like tirade and, and stuff like that. Because she um, she lost her mind after she lost to Sasha, just like losing her mind. Um, but then she uh, Sasha Banks had an interview backstage and Alicia attacked her um, and um, was like just losing her mind, screaming, just being like legitimately looking crazy and stuff like that. Granted, it's the same sort of gimmick they did gave to people like AJ, AJ Lee and uh, Mickey James when mm-hmm. she first started out. Like, just be crazy. Well, and it's funny, too, because they, they go to this Alicia Fox crazy gimmick, like, all the, like not all the time, but very frequently. Like, I remember um, a few years ago when uh, she had this angle where she would lose a match and then have a me- breakdown on stage uh, in the ramp, and she, like, dumped, like, Coca-Cola and, like, JBL's, like, cowboy hat. And then, like, put it on her head, like, and like, I, yeah, started, I, like, freaking out and trashing the arena. I remember and, parts of that. I yeah. don't remember the Coke, coke in, a, yeah. in a JBL's hat. She, and then she'd, like, take, like, drinks and, like, just throw them <laughs> on her. And, like, I don't know. I really like when they do crazy Alicia Fox because I'm a, I am actually an Alicia Fox fan, which All is right. a, kind of a weird thing to say because, like, she's never on TV. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's just because of the fact that she's been there for so long. It's, yeah. like, it would just, it's kind of, it would be kind of nice to just see them at least yeah. show some respect to her, I feel like because yeah. like, like if I feel like you could do like what SmackDown's doing with Natalia, like just give her a run with a belt. I mean, if yeah, SmackDown's shown that they're not on Raw, the yeah, yeah, not Raw though, but SmackDown, well, because SmackDown's like we're the land of opportunity, except when we're not, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so that's obviously why they wouldn't do it on Raw. But uh, what I love too is after she attacked, um, after Alicia attacked Sasha in the back, she pushed the referee down. Yeah. And it's that one referee who's always like, what do you do? You can't push me. I'm a referee. You <laughs> I'm gotta, a referee. You, you got to stop that. Why you do this, Alicia? It's like, well, he's so, like, like, like so, like, upset about it. It's like, why you do this? It's like you're hurting his feelings when you, like, do that. It's like, <laughs> why would you push get down me? there. Get me. down from there. You can't be up there. Get down. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to protect you. Get down. I love when referees, like, Ham up, like he's he. I don't know specifically which referee it is, but he hands up yeah. so hard, and I I love it just how much he's on that. Or when they're in like a rest hold, do you want to give up? It's like, hey, you are can you, tap. You can tap right now. I can stop the match right now. Do you want to tap? It's like just like it's like, do you quit? That's all you need to say. It's so funny. But he's just like, like I was like, it's like, listen, I want to make sure they understand what I'm saying. And like, listen, ref, I it's a nice touch. I I appreciate it. It's a nice touch, but like. I don't know. Mm-mm. We don't care. No <laughs> one cares except the, for the fact that you sound kind of ridiculous. Do the bare minimum so we can. Yeah, because you're out. not because you're not a character. You're just a referee, mm-hmm. unless you're Lil Nate and you're cheating for someone. Right. Yeah. Um. But then we had Enzo Amore come out, cut a promo, um, being like, everyone, like, like I can hear some boos in the crowd, and people, are, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering too, where's my boo? 
And by that, I mean my Cruiserweight title. And I'm like, ha, 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 That was ha, a good line. Ha, 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 ha. Um, But Kalisto interrupted Enzo um, and uh, started trash talking. I think he said uh, he was going to walk out of TLC the, as the as the new Cruiserweight champion. I'm like, you already are the Cruiserweight champion. And <laughs> I he, missed that. Kalisto. Did he really said I that? think he said that. I, he, I, it was either that or on 205 Live. But yeah, he's God. like, I, I, I'm going to walk out as the Cruiserweight champion. You're already the Cruiserweight champion. He's so champion. horrible. <laughs> It's like, Lucha, yeah, go, woo! It's just like that one Botchamania scene. It's like, that was really bad. Yeah. Um, but then we had Gulak, Noam Dar, Davari, Tony Nese come out and attack Kalisto. And Musa- and Enzo Amore went full heel. Like, he's got, these are my boys. And then uh, Mustafa Ali tries to come and save Kalisto, but fails. Enzo getting some legitimate heat. He's full heel, and he's running with it, and he's, like, going, oh, oh you cry. I love heel Enzo. I think Enzo, this is what we needed from Enzo. Because, like, I mean, with the, with an idea of that, because you're getting this loudmouth guy who won't shut up, like, spouting catchphrases and stuff like that from Jer- from Jersey. Yeah. And you're going to make him a baby face? It's, yeah. like, obviously in NXT, like, people got behind him just because of, like, his whole entrance catchphrase. But now that we've seen that enough, it's, like... Especially since he gets annoying, especially uh, times, especially when he tries to sleep with Rusev's wife. Yeah. On live television, like uh, I'm not. And then he's a baby face. And he's a like, baby face for doing that. Uh, except it's, it's okay because he's like, I'm not sure we should be doing this. Then why are you there? And it's and it's funny too because like he is just the perfect foil to like the cruiserweight division because like the cruiserweight division, you know, they're always like these are where the wrestlers go. Yeah. Like this is where the our best wrestling is Technici- the cruiserweight yeah, division. Great technicians, high flyers, hard hitting cruiserweight and Enzo action. Amore and Enzo Amore. And he's just such a great, especially when he's champion because he's just like you know everything that the cruiserweight division is not. I am, mm-hmm. and I'm the champion. Yeah, I just, I just feel like though, um, like, because obviously they threw basically almost all the heels except for uh, D. Brian Kendrick and Jack mm-hmm. Gallagher into one, into one faction to support Enzo Amore, which is kind of interesting to see Noam Dar like supporting Enzo Amore because I saw, I saw some of his stuff when he was wrestling on the uh, British independent scene, mm-hmm. and he's good, he's really oh, good. Noam Dar's awesome. Yeah, and I like, I just, I just love how good he is. Um, he did such good work. Just seeing him like lackey for Enzo, I'm yeah. just kind of like, oh no. I'm- well, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about Drew Gulak too. Like I love Drew Gulak, mm-hmm. and just to see him like I love his PowerPoint gimmick, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, he could do so much yeah. more. I forgot. I honestly forgot Davari's name when I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, Drew Gulak, Noam Dar, Tony East, and who are you? And 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 uh, Davari's relative. <laughs> I I, just, I was like, oh god, I don't remember your name, and it's like it's just the weirdest wrestler name, like Arya like, Davari. Yeah, Arya Davari. How the heck are you supposed to remember that? Just because it somewhat rhymes? <laughs> I'm like, I can't spell that. Like, come on, I'm and, a dumb American. And I really think that I think that the 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 cruiserweight beatdown is gonna set up a five on five cruiserweight match at Survivor Series. Oh yeah. I just because I counted when they were in the ring, and I'm like, oh, that's five. Yeah, it that, that, writes that is five. Yeah. Now it's just a matter of getting some like other cruiserweights. To help out uh, Kalisto. Well, I feel like I feel like I mean, obviously Kalisto and Mustafa. Yeah. And then you can get some of the cruiserweights that aren't doing anything. T- like, well, TJP is still heel, isn't he? He goes back and forth. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could go back. Yeah, and no one would really care. Yeah. It'd be really cool if they did a callback to when the Fashion Police were on Two Hundred Five Live and like teamed up, but they won't. But it'd be cool if they did. It would be really cool. I mean, it is a it is a double pay, it is a double pay per view. So I mean, you could do that, but I don't think you will. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I it's, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. Um. 
but I just don't know exactly how this faction thing's gonna work. I get, I think it would be better if he would have just had like maybe one or two people like yeah. coming out to support him instead of just throwing four cruiserweights with him and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, first of all, I have no idea what you're gonna name that. Like just Enzo's posse or yeah. whatnot. Um, the real, the realest guys in the room. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Um, uh, but yeah, or the I, certified yeah. G's. The certified G's. There you go. But um, I just, I just feel like that's you're throwing way too much at that. I mean, right. I understand how it would work in terms of Survivor Series, but like you don't even need to have them established as Enzo's guys. They could just be like, oh, they're heels, so they they'll work for Enzo. He's like, listen, I'll get you a shot at the cruiserweight champion if you work with me. Yeah. So like, because did like, he say did he say that at two hundred five live? I don't think he did. Because that, that's that's what I was going to say. Because storyline wise, it made no sense that they go from bashing on him one week exactly. to now they're buddies. And I I'm wish... assuming I'm assuming that he might have brought that up, but like. I don't watch 205 Live, so uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I missed 205 Live this week, too. And I hope that that's what he said, because that's the only storyline purpose that I could see as to why they would and help then, him. And then, like, and then if they lose it, if they were to lose at Survivor Series 2, then he could just be getting mad at them, and then all of a sudden they just turn on him again and leave Enzo all alone. Yeah. I mean, but it would be a really quick, like, stupid thing just, like, just to drop it right there. But I don't know. I'm, I am I can kind of understand right now why Neville left. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's 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 starting to slowly move back down a little well, bit. Well, it's amazing what taking one guy away from the division can do. Exactly, especially like, when the division's that small. Can you like, imagine, like, if if Neville and even like Aries were still on the, the like we're still there? Yeah, I mean, like, like it would seem like it's a lot bigger than it is. Well, and the fact that if 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 Aries was still there and Neville was still there, and then you do add Kalisto, who does bring some star power, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And then I mean. M- about as much as my drink right now, but <laughs> enough to, enough to quench the thirst of exactly. wanting wrestling. And then Enzo Amore there, like I really think that that would it would look more like a a steady division. Whereas now it's just it's Enzo, kind of Kalisto, and then Mustafa Ali's yeah. on then, the come up, and, and everybody, everybody else is else. just jobbers. Exactly, and then everybody else. Yeah. So it's just like. You can't hold up a division with just two people. No. It's not going to happen. They need to find a way to establish these other guys, which they're, which I can see them trying to do with guys like uh, uh, the Brian Kendrick and uh, yeah. Gallagher. Gallagher, yeah. But even if you're trying to bring in like outside guys, like would you if you if you were an indie wrestler because you have the cruiserweight, you know, you'd be a cruiserweight in the guys of the WWE. Mm-hmm. So if you were an indie wrestler and you were like, hey, you should come on to 205 Live. And let's say you were like Austin Aries Neville levels of like popularity. Exactly. Would you go on 205 Live knowing you will have a run as a cruiserweight champion, but after that you will do nothing? Mm-hmm. No, why would you? Exactly. And especially when they're like so hard on themselves to not go with the original the the original gimmicks that they had in the independence like they want to make make it seem like no 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 we came up with this because yeah. they're so on their high horse about them being the biggest biggest game out there when you can see a lot of characters like Cody Rhodes who leave uh, WWE and do much better for themselves than they ever did in WWE and yeah. that's the, and I think that's the problem that they have with themselves is that they're so worried about like people like they want to bring these new talent in to like replace the people that leave or that they fire yeah um but they don't want to just go and do what they did in um in the independence and especially if they came from TNA they don't want to make, remind anybody of that yeah like that's why it, like when they first came back when the Hardys first came back they immediately were like kept them as team extreme granted you had Matt teasing it and yeah. he's still teasing it 
But I mean, like, well, the problem with the broken gimmick is they couldn't get the rights to TNA. Exactly. Yeah. But so, I mean, well, obviously TNA is gonna hold that over their heads because that's literally the only thing they have over their heads. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense why they would do that. But again, they're they're trying to work their way around it by being woken. Um. But yeah, it's it just seems like WWE wants that wants everything to seem like they created it, and if it doesn't seem like they created it, then it's not worthwhile. Why do you think Roman Reigns ended up being bigger than Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins came out off of the independent scene, like doing crazy good work, but Roman Reigns was was homegrown, yeah. um, and um, he ended up being pushed way harder than Seth and Dean. Yeah, and well, and a prime example of that is with Daniel Bryan. Oh like, yeah, biggest indie guy in the game when he came there mm-hmm. and then he was or CM Punk yeah yeah or but then he ended up being the Miz's pro on NXT and yep. then fired from Nexus it's, it's WWE's treatment of the internet darlings yeah it's like oh well you're not gonna roof you're not gonna roof how dare you boo John Cena but cheer for you? CM Punk exactly like, alright CM Punk you're mm-hmm. gonna Buried now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get you. We're gonna attack you backstage by Randy Orton and Legacy and make you lose the championship without even being in a match. Yeah, it's like good for you. But then, uh, getting back on track, we had the Raw Tag Team Championship between Dean and Seth in the bar. Um, I liked how they teased how how Cesaro lost his teeth in the first place um, with the with the whole sling slingshot back into the corner. I like how they teased that. There was a nice double suicide dive by uh, Dean and Seth. It was a strong match. I think it was a strong tag team match that you would have on Raw yep, for the championship. Yep, yep. Nothing really to complain about that. Um, but then we had Finn Balor's demonic message to Sister Abigail. And, um, I mean, I know how hard you are on, on this gimmick. Um, so he said he was going to slay a monster with a demon of his own. And then we cut to Finn in his demon gear. But it's all orange because get it, Halloween! Yeah. Um, and he said, my demon is dying to meet you, Sister Abigail. And then we had Demon Finn say, run. And um, obviously it's weird because they're cutting back and forth between that on the screen. I can only imagine what that looked like live. Yeah, probably bad. <laughs> I'd imagine so because everyone would be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, like, why is his voice like, changing? Why is this, why is, no, his voice wasn't even changing. It's like, why is this weird sound playing like every every time he finishes a sentence? And then yeah. like, why is he showing up on the Titantron? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. So what do you feel about this? Okay, well, do you watch, <clears throat> do you listen to Dave Meltzer? Occasionally. Okay, well, Dave Meltzer tore this feud apart. He said that this is the worst thing going on in wrestling. Mm. He said this entire angle was horrible. He said it was a waste of time. He said, and it's and it's hurting both guys. So, Dave Meltzer, I'm going to shoot on you for a minute. Let's go! Now, Dave Meltzer, you know, I, I respect most everything you say, but I am very high on this feud. Um, has it been the most exciting at the beginning? No. Their matches have been good, decent to good. Their last match, uh, the last pay-per-view, was a good match. And you know what? We've already seen the Demon versus Bray. Mm-hmm. Yes, that story has been told. However, now we're getting Sister Abigail Bray versus Super Demon Finn. Mm-hmm. And if this is booked right, this could put both of these guys on an entirely different plane of career path. Like I said last week, De- Wade, uh, Bray Wyatt could be an absolute force if this if they book this right. And I think they should book this right because anytime you make a star, you make money. Bray needs to squash Finn Balor. Like mm-hmm. I said, he needs to flat out destroy. He needs to be like, you can bring in any colored rainbow demon you want to bring in. Bring in a green one, a purple one, a blue one. I don't care. Bring in the entire Power Rangers if you want. Sister Abigail will beat him. And then after that, Finn can go away for like a month. 
Bray can then just start destroying people left and right, left and right as Sister Abigail because he's just a killer. And then Finn Balor comes back later on and says, you know, I couldn't beat, I, I couldn't even beat Bray Wyatt. Or 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 it says like you know I I you know that really hurt you know I can't beat Bray you know and then he gets back together with the club and says you know what this will beat Sister Abigail and then we can get Sister Abigail and maybe some other people maybe the Bludgeon Brothers maybe maybe we'll just you know have Sister Abigail just be a beast and just face them by themselves but you can get Finn Balor with the club you can have Sister Abigail be a force and both of these people benefit. To say that this feud is horrible and, and the worst thing WWE is doing, do you watch WWE, Dave Meltzer? There is far worse angles they're doing <laughs> than this. I mean, let's be, the pre-show is Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan versus Gallagher and Kendrick. That's going to be a good match, but no one cares about it. At least people care about this. At least I do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hooking me. I think it's interesting. Why are we ruining WWE for at least attempting to tell a story, which they usually never do. Mm-hmm. They, they usually book, and a good example of that is wasting the Shield entrance at the beginning of the show and now waiting literally a week, or not even less than a week, to do it at a pay-per-view. They're doing storytelling, and I'm a huge fan of storytelling. I'm a huge fan of this angle, and I really, really, really hope that they book this right. They probably won't, because they rarely do things right. But I really, really hope they do. You're just dropping a pipe bomb right now on Dave Meltzer. You're just going at it. Come at me, Dave Meltzer. This pipe pipe bomb was a five-star pipe bomb. (laughs) Oh, God. But, yeah, my thing with this, too, is, like, I mean, like, what you said about having um, the club get together with Finn, you could even get Bra- you could even get Braun Strowman back together with right. Bray. Because, like, yeah. there you go, you have a Wyatt back together. And, I mean, like, even then, like, two on three, you have Braun Strowman and, and like, Sister Abigail Bray. That, like, that matches up as three people already. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely think this promo was not the best. No, I think, this promo I think, sucked. Yeah, this promo by Finn was not very good and definitely... Didn't make any sense, especially for people there live. Yeah. But um, I can say um, their SummerSlam match was great. I thought their SummerSlam match was very strongly done um, because it definitely showed, like, because, like, they've, they've shown, like, Finn afraid of Bray Wyatt slightly with, like, him going into his little, like, I'm upside down thing. Yeah. And um, Finn being like, oh? I'm <laughs> like, oh, no, he's upside down. Uh, I'm a mark. It's like... <laughs> But yeah, I th- I mean like these guys are talented. These guys, especially Finn. I mean like I put Finn Balor on the same level as Kevin Owens. Like, oh yeah, like like give him something like whether it be bare minimum or whether it be the best st- told story ever. Like Finn's gonna make it work because he's really talented. I think for them even trying this, like first of all, like I feel like there's nothing like. For this to be the worst thing going on in WWE, um, I would turn to the uh, Finn, the Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton feud. I would look at your yeah. WWE champion. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I mean yeah, I, currently yeah, that's much worse. But I would like if you want to say this is the worst thing Bray Wyatt's done. Look at his feud with Randy. Like we had that freaking House of Horrors match, which was hysterically bad. Which I mean, yeah. it was entertaining, but in a bad way. But is that what you want? Is yeah. that what you want out of your match that's supposed to be scary? But, yeah, I think this is going to be fine. I don't know if it's going to be as good as you think it is. I'm going to have to wait and see. It's to probably see. not going to be yeah. as good I'm gonna as have I to think wait. it's going to be. I'm going to have to wait and see whether or not they pull it off. But 
I'm like I'm interested. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to see what happens. So I mean, they've got me there. So yeah. I mean, I can't be out there saying like this is the worst thing that they've done because Jinder Mahal is still champion. <laughs> so that's going to piss me off forever. It helps that your co-host is so high on it. <laughs> and, exactly. And does really good fantasy booking. No, that like. you're, well, that and you're much taller than me. So I'm just like I don't know if I want to be mad at you. <laughs> Um, but after that, we had um, Mickey James and Mickey James face off against Emma and Alexa Bliss. And Alexa's like, "Find a partner. Yeah, get Betty White." I heard not? Betty White's yeah. available. I heard Betty White's available. Great I mean, like, line. Yeah, but she brought back Bailey, which was a pretty easy see. But like, it, it's just kind of like when you when you make it when you make it a. Uh, I say I say this all the time when you make it like an like an unknown partner, people are gonna jump to like the biggest conclusion that they could possibly think. Like someone who's not on the roster right now. Lita's coming out. Paige. <laughs> I, I I legitimately thought maybe it'll be Paige. I thought like that would be interesting. Um, but because like that's the idea when you make it like someone you like you don't know. It's like it would have been much easier if Bailey just showed up and been like, I'll be your partner, like just right there and then. <laughs> yeah. Because like when you build it up, like yeah, I she wasn't out for with an injury or anything like that, so it's not really return. It's just kind of like. Oh yeah, it's Bailey. I mean, it was pretty easy to call. But either way, it was a it was a decent uh, tag match. Um, Mickey and Bailey ended up going over. It'll be interesting to see if Mickey ends up becoming a seven time women's champion. I think they'll put on a good match if given enough time because Mickey's mm-hmm. proven herself to be a strong wrestler even now. Yeah, and Alexa's always incredible. Um, I don't like the biscuit butt joke. I think that's like <laughs> that's levels of tater tots and sparkle crotch. Yeah, like it's just kind of like we don't it's that need low ball. Yeah, comedy. it's that low ball face baby face. Like let me make fun of your butt gimmick yeah. or something like that, or the fact that you're pale, or the fact that you're this. It reminds it reminds you that their that their target audience are children. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That it, was it, funny. It also reminds us that WWE doesn't know how to book baby faces. Yeah. Like they're they're so thrown into this mindset of like the '80s superhero, mm-hmm. like the guy. I will tra- talk trash and like say all this stuff, but like he's awesome, so you have to cheer him. Say I your mean, prayers and eat your vitamins. Yeah, say, well, not even say your prayers and eat your vitamins. It's like freaking like they're trying to be do like Stone Cold levels or The Rock levels or just like making fun of people, yeah. which I mean worked in that time period and was like great television for that time period. But now storytelling has become way different with like shows like Breaking Bad, where like there's no good guy or bad guy a lot of times in your main characters. There's just guys and yeah. people like with problems and like issues. So I think that's the thing that WWE like can't really get out of in terms of their storytelling. So you're basically saying you want a guy who's not a good guy, no, nope, and not a bad up, guy. Shut up! But shut who up, is the shut guy? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> shut up! Get out now! Um, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like if you're gonna if you're gonna keep the babyface and heel dynamic of good guys and bad guys, um, like. Either have them go all the way, or have them go 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 all the way one side, or go all the way the other side. Don't have them try to be this tweener thing that you kind of try to do all the time, unless like, unless it's just like you're not sure what to do with them right now. My thing is just like, when you have a babyface come out and you say these like ridiculous things, like just like oh I'm making fun of you, it's like are they considered the higher ground? Are they taking the higher ground by making fun of them? Yeah. Shouldn't they be like just like saying like like coming out there being like like. Like, I mean, what Mickey said, like, he's like, sticks and stones, like, what you said really hurt. But then she proceeds to call uh, Alexa uh, Alexa B- Biscuit Butt. I'm yeah. like, you're stooping to her level. I'm yeah. like, how is that supposed to be a baby face thing to do? When I you, agree with that. When you stoop to her level and call her names and stuff like that, when, like, is, is, is Alexa Bliss calling Mickey James old the same as Mickey James calling Alexa Biscuit Butt? Or is one of them worse at one level? Because it's like, it's hard to tell. And for, like, a casual fan, they're like, 
who am I supposed to care about? Like in terms of like who's the good guy and what the, who's the bad guy? I mean, obviously, if they attack him backstage and stuff like that, that's how they show like, oh, you're the bad guy, or like maybe maybe Alexa's parents were biscuits. Maybe that really <laughs> offended her. I don't know. Maybe you crossed the line, Mickey. I don't know. But like, it's just like I don't like what they some hot cross buns. Oh, <laughs> you devilish genius, you. But yeah, so that was that was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I really just wish that baby faces were both better in WWE. Yeah. But I know but I know it's not going to happen because we're just stuck in the same mindset that we've been stuck in for literally like like 20 years. Yeah. It seems like. And that's what happens when there's not a company who can realistically compete with WWE. Hey, you get why you get adapt? complacent. You get you get complacent. You're like I'm the top guy. I like why should I bother to change anything when it gets me money? Um but we found out that Sasha Banks and will face off against Alicia Fox at the kickoff show. I think it's disrespectful to have Sasha Banks on the kickoff show. Mm. I think it's just like, come on. like Yeah, I mean, she's not doing anything, so I'm, I agree. I'm surprised I, I gave her a match. I agree, yeah, but like, I don't know. I mean, with how with how many matches you have on this show and like with it being like, um, we don't even have like, like we only have one TLC match that's been confirmed. Like, thankfully, we're not getting a stupid chairs match because it, I believe the chairs match is the worst gimmick match in the history of WWE. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's like, I'm going to hit you with a chair unlike I would do in any other match that allows that. Yeah. It's just like, but that's all I can use. Yeah. And it's like, there's no well, realistic I'd, way for that to make I'd sense. I take that back. The Big Show, er, uh, Eric Rowan stairs match was pretty horrible. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. That was when they did TLC and stairs. Tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. It's because it rhymes. So <laughs> yeah. obviously people should care. Um, but Curtis Axel... Uh, ends up getting later on in the show gets goaded by the bar and Braun to go look for Roman Reigns because he wants to take him on. Um, so he goes looking for him and then he finds him and he's like, I'm gonna get him. And then Miz gets told, Yeah, we told him to go find Roman. And he's like, Just give me a second. <laughs> Which that was good comedy because it's just Miz being like, <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> I, you guys just sent this man to die. I'm going to go get him. And then they go finding him to find Curtis Axel hell, hung upside down from a forklift. Like, again, is that supposed to be babyface? Is that supposed to be babyface that you literally left this man hanging upside down? I think that's is pretty that supposed, funny. I think it's funny, yeah. And, and again, Curtis tried to start something. So, like, obviously, when you face against Roman Reigns, he's going to make you look stupid. Any act with Dean Ambrose gets a pass because Dean's entire thing is he's a lunatic. So yeah. that's totally something that I could see. I could You're going to come at me? That. I'm going to hang you upside down yeah. from a forklift. I bet, I bet Dean came up with it. Like, guys, let's hang him upside down. And Seth and Roman were just like, eh, why not? And then let's Rocky Balboa speed bag him while he's upside down. <laughs> Oh my god. No, we'll get in the forklift and we'll drive around with him hanging yeah. upside down. <laughs> Axe man. Oh, it's like he's like, guys, it's okay, we got him for you. And like that would be awesome if they drove that to the ring with yeah. him hanging upside down. I think that would be hysterical. But then they Miz says, Curtis was never our fifth man. And then we had the steel cage match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman as the main event. Miz was on commentary, so not technically at ringside. Um, definitely the thing I'd like to notice too is like while people were cheering for the shield people still don't like Roman because yeah, there's, there's re- let's go Roman Roman sucks chance I heard mm-hmm. um, so the bar ended up showing up at, even though they were banned from ringside and then Ambrose and Seth showed up to try to stop him so Kurt good GMing you literally did nothing to stop them you said <laughs> all you said was you're banned and they're like okay but they were still able to come down there it's like if you would have had security maybe to block off the entrance ramp or like block off all that stuff to make sure they couldn't get there other than that why bother banning them in the first place because you, if they're gonna show up anyway it's like who cares it's mm-hmm. like oh they broke the rules like that doesn't do anything they still have their match at TLC there were no repercussions for them like breaking that ban so it's just like 
Oh no. But um Sheamus got thrown through the barricade I saw, which was pretty awesome. Um Braun uh Roman tries to climb out of the cell, but Braun grabs him with one hand and pulls him back in and then superplexes him from the top, which is a crazy good spot. Um but um the bar and bar the bar, Seth and Dean, like were fighting backstage and then Miz like locked them out back. Yep. Which was just kinda like Okay. Don't know well, why they don't do that with everything. You're barred from ringside. We're gonna lock you in a we're closet. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna don't lock know. you. We're gonna lock you in the in the. We're gonna lock you in the locker room, and then you can't get out. Yeah. So he does that, and then uh, Roman hits um, Braun with three Superman punches. But then it's Kane. It's gotta be Kane, and he climbs up from hell underneath the ring and and gets Kane. Um, gets up uh, Roman and choke slams him twice. Tombstone pile driver and. Braun Strowman wins, so the match at TLC is now The Shield versus The Miz, The Bar, Braun Strowman, and Kane. Um, just like, first of all, I, one thing I thought was interesting was that they actually remastered his theme again. Yeah. It's just like, it's the same theme. Like, there's no need to really mess with it when it already is, like, the same song. I couldn't even tell it was different, to be honest. The riffs, like, the guitar riffs were different. I'm a music guy, so I noticed this kind of stuff. Like, I knew I knew they remastered it, or they remixed it after the fact, because I saw on Twitter that they're like, oh, I really like this new Kane song, and I'm like... It's, and not, really, went, it's not really a new Kane song as much as it is kind of a new arrangement in terms yeah. of, like, the solos and stuff like that. But, um... I don't know, like Kane. I love Kane. I think he's done so much good stuff for WWE. But at this point, it's like nobody cares. See, I think this would have been really cool if, if this would have been booked earlier down the line, mm-hmm. because then you could have had Kane cut a promo being like, you know, you retired my brother, so now I'm going sense, to retire yeah. the Shield. I think I think that it makes sense in that way. But like, but like when you first bring it up, like people were like, why the hell is Kane here? Yeah. And like for them to not explain that when you're Excuse me. One week away from the pay per view, it's like yeah. it's like nobody knows why Kane's even part of this match. And I don't even think the annou- I don't think the announcers even mentioned. No, it. they didn't. I told yeah. I think you mentioning that right now was the first I ever heard of that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's like if even if they would have had him said afterwards, you retired my brother, so I'm gonna end your career. Yeah. It's like that would have made it. I'm gonna do what my brother couldn't do and send you to hell. Exactly. <laughs> Which is weird. Kane saying like I'm gonna do something the Undertaker didn't do. It's like okay. Well, I mean, okay, we'll see if that happens. But, yeah, that was raw. It was kind of eh. Like, I mean, there were definitely some good moments on there. But, like, I mean, again, for every good moment, like, I feel like raw immediately decides we're going to just bring it down again. Yeah. Oh, they're excited. Let's go get them, Alicia Fox and Sasha. Come on, guys. Let's let's get this going. Oh, they're excited. All right, Elias. Go get them. Go Mm -hmm. kill the mood. Oh, Elias was great. Yeah, he was great. Elias and the club (laughs) were great. I love them. And I'm like, I want... I just want like I just want them to put out an album. If yeah. they can let John Cena put out an album, Elias Sampson needs to come out with an album. Walk with Elias, the yeah, album. Exactly. Now on iTunes. I would buy that thing so fast. I would get it deluxe edition. I would get it CD'd so I could listen to it in my car. So, I would get everything. So do you want to talk about the TLC card now or do you want to wait till we talk about SmackDown first? Uh we can talk about it now because SmackDown's on its own level. Okay. So yeah, so the TLC card, the pre-show is Alicia Fox and Sasha. It's going to be a decent match. Uh, I think we can both agree that Sasha's probably going to go over. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think I think maybe Alicia will go crazy again, but unless Alicia uses like heel tactics, I don't see her going over. The only way I could see Alicia going over is if they plan on extending this feud, and I hope that's not the case. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> they they did finally end up giving her a T-shirt. I looked on WWE Shop; they finally gave her a T-shirt. Oh, that was nice. her first ever T-shirt design. Oh, good for her. Uh, I think. There you go. Hopefully she'll get some revenue in on that, but I'm not sure exactly how many people are going to be 
like knocking right. over mothers to try to get an Alicia Fox. <laughs> gotta get my Alicia Fox. Like, shirt. Get out of my way! It's like Black Friday's coming pretty soon. I gotta get my Alicia Fox T-shirt. Um, I love Alicia though; she's great. The other pre-show match is Swan and Alexander versus Gallagher and Kendrick. I think the faces are gonna go over. Yeah, I think so too. Mainly because I think Enzo, which we'll get to this match, uh, Enzo versus Kalisto for the title. I think Enzo's gonna win. Yep. I think that was. Why? Like, I, yeah, I mean, I think the fact just turning him heel in the beginning was just a setup that he's going to become champion again. Yep. And it's just going to kind of flip-flop back and forth between Kalisto and Enzo. Yeah. So, so yep, Enzo will win. Uh, let's see what else is booked. We got, yeah, we got, uh, uh, we got Demon Bray, Demon Finn Balor versus Sister Abigail I'm going to be optimistic and say Sister Abigail goes over. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you, honestly, because let's, because if we look at this right now, like Finn Balor has won both times. He's won as the Demon and he's won as just Finn Balor. So if Bray doesn't go over, it's just like, well, what have we been doing this feud for? Exactly. Finn's just going to just destroy Bray Wyatt this whole time. Well, and the rumored card was it was going to be Brock versus Finn Balor at Survivor Series, but now that that might not be the case, now I see no reason why Sister Abigail can't go over. I exactly. I mean, yeah. it just it just seems it would just seems like Finn. I mean, Bray needs this yeah. way more than Finn does, and I mean, like the fact that Finn's already gone over on Bray twice, right? Having him go like take a loss from Finn ba- from Finn Bray Wyatt once. Like won't do anything to hurt him. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, it should be interesting. I'm wondering if they're gonna try to do the spooky stuff they did from WrestleMania. Where I hope they, not. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, look, there's maggots in the ring, guys. It's not just, gonna do anything. Just make it a just make it a big slugfest. Just make mm-hmm. it like a brawl, and I then feel I'll like, be happy. I feel like that they're gonna do something in terms of the Sister Abigail thing, though. Like have like her voice appear or like something like that. Have him melt Finn Balor with heat vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finn Balor's just a. Pile of dust, or just like full on, like grab. Uh, gra- what if he? Well, you know, it'd be really interesting if he like, if, like. I why wasn't this match made like a tables match or something? Like just to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't make gimmicks. Like yeah, it's like only that. It's like it's like it's kind of like because it's like if they can do two Hell in a Cell matches for Hell in a Cell, why can't they do like two TLC matches or just two or like a tables match? Yeah, like granted a ladder match. Doesn't really ma- mean anything unless you're holding a title. I was thinking, a la- I-, I thought the ladder match was going to be the cruiserweight match. That would that would have been interesting. I think. I mean, yeah. it would it would have definitely been something that Kalisto could could do good stuff with because yeah. I mean, in his last TLC match, he did that slated El Sol off the top of the ladder. Well, then you could have one of the five cruiserweight guys like tip the ladder over or cost Kalisto. Kalisto still looks strong, and Enzo can heal his way to the to the victory. You know? Yeah. But yeah, and then we have and then we have the Shield and uh, first, well, yeah. first we have. Um, we have Mickey versus Alexa. Oh yeah, I think Mickey's going over. I think so too. And I think so too. All right, so pretty no no arguments here. We have Oscar versus Emma. Let's say at the exact same time, who thinks gonna win? Ready, one, two, three. Emma. Uh, oh okay. Well, <laughs> nope. Oscar, I it's think we'll Asuka. win. It's uh, Oscar. Yeah, there's it's no gonna, way. There's no way in hell that Oscar's first loss is gonna be to Emma. That's but the only. Again, but then again, I said the same thing about Shinsuke versus versus Jinder. So I mean, it's WWE. <laughs> Anything can happen. And then the main event is the five on three Shield match. I think the Shield goes over. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they do too. I mean, this like is the, the only. Fight. This is a pretty predictable pay per view. I think. I think but. it's definitely going to be. I mean, I think some of the matches, the matches will be good. Um, but in terms of like anything like being like, oh, who's going to win? I think that's not going to happen with this. I feel like it's just more storytelling leading up to Survivor Series, where I'm sure more stuff will blow over. Um, and then when we have Royal Rumble coming around, that's when stuff will start picking up again. Because yep. I feel like, yeah, it's just like a lot of these matches on, especially on this card, is just like. 
oh, I already know who's going to win most of this. It's like, it seems like the predictions for this are going to be very, very easy to call unless yeah. they try to swerve, which I mean, they, they can sometimes do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes, but I think it'll be a decent pay-per-view in Me terms too. of like, in terms of like just match quality. Yeah. But yeah. And then we had SmackDown Live. Um, first of all, Michael Cole is on SmackDown Live. Get off of my TV. Wait, why was Michael Cole on SmackDown? I'm assuming it was because Todd wasn't Tom, there. Yeah, I'm assuming Tom. because Tom Phillips was like on on vacation or something, or maybe he was just uh, sick. Sick, maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I was. I didn't catch the the immediate beginning. I I started as soon as Daniel Bryan's paper, uh, promo started right afterwards. Um, so I have no idea why he was there. But um, we were back in Washington, back in uh, Daniel Bryan's hometown. Um. And uh, he comes out saying, Sami Zayn's actions disappointed me. And then Sami comes out, skipping around, and he skipped around Daniel, which I thought was great. And I saw a great In Zane We Trust sign, yeah. which that should be a good shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, is this the Sami Zayn I've known for over 13 years? And then Sami's like, I thought you would understand, Daniel. And he's like, listen, like we we both have a lot in, alike. Like we're both gifted in ring athletes. Well, I'm still gifted in the ring. You're like not wrestling anymore. He's like, the difference between you and me is that you had them, and they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. When I come out, I do the right thing. I get behind them. I like I like get them involved and stuff like that. I do the right thing, but they didn't. Che- but they didn't do anything. Like they didn't. They didn't cheer loud enough so management would hear. Like, hey, this guy should be pushed. And um, he's like, they are the reason you main evented re- WrestleMania, which in a turn, yes, yes, they he absolutely is. This was a great promo. This, I mean, like everything Sami Zayn was just said was perfect, and he's just like, you know what? I don't even care. I don't even care anymore. It's like, I was like, I'm happy now. And it's like, listen, like you would have been fine if you just lost your martyr complex, and if you worked smarter, not harder, you wouldn't have had to retire. And it's just like. Oh my God! It was just Sammy just did such good heel work, like getting the crowd pissed off. There was a great Sammy sucks chant. He's like, "You were the last person I would ever want to be like." He's like, "You gave up everything to become a housewife." <laughs> just it was Sammy. Great. Oh my God! You're so awesome. Like, yeah, it was he, a great line. He did so great. I mean, Kevin Owens didn't even need to come yeah, out. Yeah, Kevin having, Owens comes out just like he's just he just comes out to beat up on Daniel even more like just double teeing him calls him Mr. Bella calls him a hypocrite and then they said Daniel Bryan is now the authority you are a sellout and like Sammy's like Kevin thank you for showing me the light because this could have been me and then they hug again and then he's Daniel's like you know what I want to find a couple dudes to punch you in the face yeah which that was a funny line mm-hmm. um this was just a great promo and this is by far my favorite thing in WWE right now oh uh Mine too, probably. I mean, besides the Bray Wyatt angle, but I the reason I, I think I think with the Bray Wyatt angle, you just needed to if, when it pay if it pays off, that'll become your favorite. Thing, exactly, I feel like. exactly. Like, that's the thing. There's still that looming fact that WWE is gonna drop the ball on that. When with this, I can't see a way how they drop the ball when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are doing this good work yeah, on the mic. Yeah, that's very true. That's yeah, but yeah, great, unbelievable promo. Um, totally. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are, in my opinion, untouchable. Like. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And I've been and for for me right now, for Sami Zayn, it's about damn time. Because oh, for this sure. man is so talented, so hardworking, and the fact that he's finally given given something that he can work with. And especially in terms of heel. Because yeah, we could have done the Daniel Bryan like sort of thing like that everyone that everyone kind of expected would happen with da- with Sami Zayn because the parallels are there. And he says and he says the parallels are there. Um but the fact that they flipped it on its head and it said 
instead took it as Sammy being disgruntled for not being given the same opportunities that Daniel Bryan was given and for the fans not getting behind him, which, don't worry, Sammy, I was there. I was there from day one, Sammy, so <laughs> I'm always there for you. Um, the fact that the fans didn't get behind him like they did with Daniel Bryan, it just, it, everything he says makes 100%, like, just total sense. And it just makes me love him even more for the fact that he's finally getting his getting his dues and given something that he can do and getting in the main event of SmackDown and doing all this great heel work and just, like, for Sami Zayn, it's about damn time because he's by far, like, like him and AJ were, like, jumping back and forth for me right now, like, for a while, but Sami Zayn is still, right now, my favorite right. guy on the roster. My only thing is, is I don't know what their long-term plan is with them. Like, I know what the short-term. The short-term is going to be Team Kevin and Sami versus Team Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon for Survivor Series. Yeah. I think that's a given. Um, I don't know who's going to be on Team Shane. I don't know who's going to be on Team Kevin and, and Sami. Mm -hmm. But after that, and, I, and I'm assuming that Sami and Kevin win. I mean, there's no way they can't win. Yeah. They have to win. But after that, I don't know what their plan is going to be. I agree. Like, because they could go one of two ways. They could have Gable and Benjamin win the tag belts just to be transitional champs for Sammy and Kevin. But mm -hmm. I think they're above the tag titles. They're way above the tag way titles. Way above it. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, it makes sense in that re re retrospect because, I mean, they've shown that they're good tag team, that they're good as a tag team. Well, I mean, they're good at everything. So, I mean, it would make sense, but I feel like that shouldn't be the glass ceiling for them because no, they're way better than, they, that, than the tag division gives them. I mean, like, there's a lot more they can do besides that. What I feel like should happen is Sami Zayn uh, try like if, if when like because right now it seems like we're gonna get AJ Styles versus um, Gender Gender for the for the universe for the for the WWE Championship unless whatever happens with Brock um, makes any sense which I really hope they just drop this. Oh, it's it's. I think it's gonna happen. I, I think I'm sure. Gonna... I'm sure it's gonna happen. I just don't want it. It's just like I do not care. It'd be cool if they booked the match Universal Champ versus WWE Champ, and then they go, "But we didn't say you gender." And then he goes and faces AJ. AJ beats him, and then we get Brock versus AJ. That That's would, a dream yeah, exactly. match. That's a dream match, a hundred percent. But like, yeah, I think it would be great. Is like we're gonna have the WWE Champion versus the Universal Champion. However, gender, in order for you to get to that match, you need to face AJ in a in a WWE Championship match, and then AJ beats him. Like that, that would be perfect. And then we would get AJ versus Brock, which would have been. <laughs> Way much better of a match to sell because yeah. like nobody gives a crap about gender. I'm well, like, I, I mean, I'm going in being like gender's gonna get destroyed. There's no reason why he shouldn't get destroyed. Exactly. Whereas at least if he goes against AJ, I still know AJ's gonna lose. What but if at what least if gender, what if gender went over Brock? I would throw my TV out the window and then I would, set it on fire. I would jump out the window. I wouldn't even throw my <laughs> I would TV. Just jump out the I would, window. I would just jump out the window. There'd be nothing left. They'd just be like, "I'll leave my TV because other people can use that. I'll just jump out the window." Now, granted. <laughs> My my uh my apartment's on the first floor, so that wouldn't oh. mean much. But um, listen, I gotta protect myself first. But I would still jump out the window, absolutely. But like, if Sammy, if they do gender versus this is the podcast exclusive, you heard it here. If Brock Lesnar loses to Gender Mahal at Survivor Series, I will eat both of my shoes and I will jump live out my on the podcast. And I will jump out my window. I will not even put salt and pepper on them. Oh. I will just eat them. Like, All right. It'll be very leathery and tough, but yeah, I will do it. I will film it. Yes. But, yeah, I, th I think that for the best thing would happen would be that if Sami Zayn, um, like, like maybe, like, we'll see, like, I don't know who would take the belt off of Corbin. Um, I don't know who they're having try to go for the belt off of Corbin. Kalisto! Uh, Kalisto's <laughs> on both shows now! 
Yeah, or not Kalisto, Sin Cara. Sin Cara, yeah, yeah, Sin Cara. Well, I mean, like, yeah, that's a transitional champion, I guess, but like, still, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, have Sami Zayn become the United States champion, and then have Kevin Owens become the WWE champion, and then have them just run SmackDown. And then for WrestleMania, you can have Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho. And be like, listen, Sammy, I was his best friend. Oh, yeah. I know. Trust me. You're not his friend. Yeah. Like, he he will do the same exact thing to you. Yeah. And, and I Sam- think that match writes itself. And Sammy just slaps him across the face. Sammy versus Chris Jericho, U.S. title match. Yep. Boom. Writes itself. Yep. Writes itself. 100%. And then you're going to have Owens versus Triple H for the WWE title because Triple H will fight for his family. Yeah. Or more Shane McMahon garbage. I want to see, see Triple H versus Kevin Owens. I think that match would be really good mm-hmm. yeah i don't know exactly what hunter would like what hunter's reasoning to be for it i think it makes perfect sense i mean you, yeah he beat up he beat up his son you, his uh you headbutted his, my father-in-law and sent my my brother-in-law to the hospital yeah and made fun of my wife exactly. after me of all people i gave you your universal championship yeah i put you under my wing would and that, made you my guy would that be a, yeah would that be a babyface turn though for he Triple? would it would be a babyface turn yeah. triple h would turn babyface which I i'm okay with i'm okay with that too because the authority gimmick has already run its course i feel yeah. like and i feel like just having that, especially if he if he shows up on NXT and all this kind of stuff, doing that, he needs to pick what he wants to be. Yeah. I think that's the thing because he can't be both. Mm-hmm. But I I think Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens should be running SmackDown <laughs> in the next few months mm-hmm. because they are the best thing going. I hope they are. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Hell, give them a tag team title run and the US. Do it. Let's make them triple. WWE let's run. make them triple crown. Each. Literally, we'll do each of them triple crown. Yeah. Um. Well, if you Kevin know what would o- be awesome if too, Kevin is Owens wins the the tag titles, he'll be a Grand Slam champion. There you go. There you go. All right, and then we had a six man tag between Charlotte, Naomi, and Becky versus Tamina, Natalia, and Lana. Um, first of all, I want to say I think the rear view by Naomi is the worst finisher ever. I hate that move so much. She hits people with her butt. Yep, it's just absolute trash. Um, Charlotte, Char- the baby faces win. Char- Charlotte makes Lana. Would tap you the say that that eight. finishing move is complete ass? Yes, not even gonna, <laughs> not even gonna continue with that because yes, it's just it's just pure ass. Um, Natalia tries to attack Charlotte after the match with the steel chair, but Charlotte fights back, building up to eventually when Charlotte and Naomi will, uh, Charlotte and Natalia will get a rematch. Um, then we had Pulp Fashion. Um, I, the big thing that I found that was hysterical was the signs that said John, John Cena as Mr. Orange, Mr. Blue, Mr. Pink with all of his different mm-hmm. t-shirts. Yeah. This one I thought was a lot uh, weaker in terms of the uh Well, I think it's because ones. the angle's dying. Like, I think it's because people are, are like, I just think they're running out of things to do. Exactly. I feel like it's just like you got to kind of stop with these little shows and start pushing them as actual tag teams. Yeah. But yeah, nothing really too much to say on that. We had Baron Corbin versus Sin Cara. Baron Corbin saying the open the United States Open Challenge is closed for good, and then Sin Cara wins by countout. I mean, like <laughs> Corbin, like yeah. what what a start for your United States Championship run, like jeez. Well, I mean, he'll squash Sin Cara probably next week. Yep, and then we had uh, Gable and Benjamin uh, come out saying like fa- saying the Usos were going to become the new tag team champions, and then they leave them hanging. Yep. Um, then we had another promo by the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, still not a hundred percent sure how to feel about these guys because they're just like with their sledgehammers. I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping they're good. I like I, I really like Luke Harper. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hope there, but I just don't think it's gonna work. I mean, like we need more tag teams for SmackDown. But we don't need more trash tag. It teams just makes for me sad because like I feel like the payoff to this big angle is as we even had the Ascension say during the Fashion Files is you know B two is the Bludgeon Brothers exactly. And so yeah. it's one of those things where it's like you know if the Bludgeon Brothers debut and then they squash the Fashion Police. 
Well, then I'm sad because they squashed the fashion police. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's instant heat. That's instant heat, right. I guess. But like at the same time, what does the fashion police do then? Exactly, yeah. But then we had Jinder Mahal saying his Survivor Series announcement saying he's going to challenge Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. I groaned as soon as I heard that. I was just like, no, no, no. I am not paying money to watch that. That match will be garbage. Because we'll get we'll get the normal we would get the normal Brock Lesnar suplexes and then we get Jinder doing whatever the hell he does. He'd F five both of the Singh brothers at the same time on his back. Well, yeah, I mean that, <laughs> there'd be that one cool spot, but at the same time, like it would just be a squash. Either mm-hmm. fin- like it would just be a Brock Lesnar squash, and it'd be it'd be like I said with the part timers. Like you want when Brock Lesnar shows up to have like a legitimate opponent, not someone like Jinder Mahal. I don't mm-hmm. care if he's the WWE champion; he mm-hmm. doesn't act like the WWE champion. He doesn't feel big enough to be the WWE champion. So for him to come back. And uh, be at Survivor Series, which I grant it is a big pay per view, so it makes sense why he would come back. But for him to face someone like Jinder Mahal, it's worthless. It doesn't. It doesn't use well. It doesn't make any sense for Brock Lesnar to care about this Especially match. Especially when a year ago it was advertised Goldberg versus Lesnar. Yeah, that was yeah last last year at Survivor Series, Goldberg versus Lesnar. This year at Survivor Series, Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal. No one's gonna care. Yeah, it's just gonna be boring. Same old, same old. It's gonna be like a house show Brock Lesnar match where he suplexes the crap out of you, beats you up, and just like punches you in the face, and then F fives you, and that's gonna be it. And like, it's just not gonna be worth anything. AJ, AJ, thankfully came out and stopped, said that, saying, "You haven't beaten me, Ginger." Even though he kind of has, he kind of did at Backlash. He kind of beat you. Did he? I'm pretty sure, yeah, he beat him. I saw a video on WWE Memes Facebook page, and it like he said, you haven't beaten me, and then it just cut to, why the F you lying? <laughs> and I was just like, ooh. Ugh. I think it was at Backlash. It might have been the it might have been the uh, the SmackDown before Backlash, though. Hmm. I couldn't tell exactly if it was at the pay-per-view or if it was before to build up to Jinder, because I think he has beaten him before. Um, but AJ attacked Jinder Mahal. And next week, uh, one of the Singh brothers, I can't remember which one, is going to be facing AJ in Jinder's honor. But, um, yeah, then we had, it was like a really slugging, like SmackDown was slugging a lot. Um, Then we had, uh, after Sami Zayn came out, then we had Bobby Roode rematching Dolph Ziggler. Dolph won by grabbing the tights, being like, I told you so! And it's just like, oh my god, can we just, can we get this over with, please? Yeah. Because, like, if we were going to get a rematch at Survivor Series, it's just like, come on. Mm -hmm. It's like... Right now is the moment for Bobby to turn heel. It's yeah. just like we've already established that like babyface Bobby Roode is boring and heel Bobby Roode has always been better. So let's just get it going. Um, but then we had Aided English singing backstage and then New Day came out making like making music and stuff like that. And he's like, Rusev shows up all of a sudden. He's like, no more New Day. Only Rusev Day. And then Xavier just starts playing Rusev's It's theme. Rusev Day. And, no, he goes, it's Rusev Day. Another time. Not the time. <laughs> it's like, that was hysterical. And then immediately as I saw that, I'm like, I need an Elias English debut. I need an no. Elias English <laughs> duet, like, now. Um, but I just loved it when Xavier just started playing Rusev's theme. Like, and, yeah, and stuff like on the that. Trombone. Was, that was yeah, the trombone. He's like, Rusev Day is not a joke. <laughs> um... I, I love Rusev and I yeah love, well me too yeah. I love Rusev Aiden English is kind of starting to win me over a little bit more oh I loved his singing gimmick the second he debuted it oh yeah <laughs> um and then we had the main event we had Randy Orton Shinsuke Nakamura teaming up again for literally no reason other than they're the top guys on they're the they top wanted to faces. punch Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn I, in yeah, the face it's like it's Daniel's like please punch Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn they're like okay all right um got yeah, what's they, going on they team up again for the second week in the row to face Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Rand- Kevin Owens distracts the referee for Sami Zayn to hit 
Randy Orton with a low blow off of the Hangman DDT, and then hits him with a Huluva kick and gets the pin over Randy Orton. And great heel work, and like, there you go. Sami Zayn got a win on SmackDown, and he pinned Randy Orton. (laughs) Like, that would have never happened back before when he was doing all this stuff. So, um... They go backstage and they're like, hey, Daniel, so what are you going to give us now? Is, are you going to do another handicap match? Are you going to do like a TLC match? Is it going to be a Daniel Bryan on a pole match? <laughs> and then he announces that Shane McMahon will be back next week. But um, Kevin also, I heard him when they were walking backstage start singing Sami Zayn's entrance. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> Great heel work. Great heel work. And then they come out. They came out again out there as Daniel, as Kevin Owens was just like saying, like, yes, 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 yes. And he's like, I am Kevin Owens. This is Sami Zayn. And he is my best friend. And then he just screams, hug me. Hold me tight. <laughs> and I lost it. Yeah, it was really funny. Oh, my God. It was just like I, I wanted I wanted freaking Titanic music to just start playing. <laughs> like, can that be? Can they just come out like near, far, wherever you are? Be like Drake and Josh. Hug me, brother. Hug me. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just love those two. I can't stop singing the praises of those two. Because, oh, that's they're doing incredible work. Yeah. So. By far, they're the best thing going on SmackDown. And they or were the WWE. Be- yeah, or WWE in period. Yeah. Because is like I mean they I think these guys are better than the shield. I yeah. think they are 100% way over than the shield. Um but yeah, I think that was the highlight of this week and heading into TLC um slightly underwhelmed um but I'm hoping some of the matches can pull us back in especially the Demon Finn versus Sister Abigail matchup because I'm I'm, so. I'm I'm hoping that can be the match that kind of just like one, so you can win your argument over Dave Meltzer that you've, appara- <laughs> that you've apparently just started now. Um, not sure if I'm going to be able to back you up on that one, but I'll let you. I'll I'll let you go on that one and see see exactly how that works. Come out at for me, you. Dave. It's like, come on, bro, let's do it. But yeah, it should be interesting. But I'm very, very underwhelmed <laughs> heading into it. So hopefully they can win me over. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, that was the episode uh, this week. Um, make sure you uh, look for us on iTunes. Uh, make sure you uh, hit us up at uh, CM Life, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah, yeah, no.